Welcome to Bra Meets World. Well, it's Bra Meets World. Your boy meets world, the fun cast. Oh, oh, oh. Is that your Halloween laugh? That I'm was my, my my count <laughs> Halloween laugh. It was, it was, this was, it was a dumb episode. <laughs> right? Thank you. Okay. Episode. What's so funny is that this season has such a... Um, like amazing horror themed episode and the halloween episode is not it people often call or refer to um the episode and then there was sean which is in april uh yeah. as the halloween episode but this is the halloween episode and it just seems like a clusterfuck of tgif promos like it just seems like something that they were forcing out I completely agree. Uh, you're right. Not even when I think about it, I believe the Halloween episode of Girl Meets World is bad too. Like they just don't do Halloween well. And it's funny because certain shows have like a holiday that they do really well. Um, like they dedicate a specific, they pick like a holiday and that's like their really good episode. Like for Friends, it was Thanksgiving. I think New Girl also did like really good Thanksgiving episodes. Um, for the show Girlfriends, whoever watched that, they did Mother's Day episodes. So um, usually- This show does not have a holiday yeah. that they've nailed. I don't I don't think. I don't think yeah. there's- I, um, I will say the Christmas episode where Sean starts working for the mob comes to mind, but that's pretty much it. I don't know that like every so often we get like that why episode like you're like like why are we doing this who is this for i was watching a few boy meets world like convention videos like hearing the cast do some interviews and stuff like that and um will fredell actually said anytime you watch an episode in which he is like the front and center it's because ben had to like take the sats or something or he had like a test or a college interview or like he had to do something that was important for his scholastic career so that was the week that Aaron got an episode oh god all right let's just get into it because i feel like it's gonna be so a few things i want to share um for those of you who can hear uh i just got invisalign for the very first time so listening on my end so uh if i sound like sean connery it is absolutely uh on purpose uh did we do the intro even like this is episode the, 95 episode 95 uh, i'm siege <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tony Coitus. Yeah, you know what? We went directly into my uh, Halloween laugh, so that was like, um, you all welcome to an episode of Brown Meets World. Yeah, welcome. You... Um, we've kind of like rearranged our whole format just a little bit. So uh, again, doing the thank you guys and the shout outs right up front. One of the really appreciate you guys for listening to Brown Meets World. You've been very active on our new tiktok channel uh if you haven't checked out our tiktok channel please go do so um and check out the comment section yeah the comment section really is heating up especially over uh lots of disputes over angela lots of disputes over sean uh, some of the things we covered in our previous episodes um and the conversation is good people are making some good points one person pointed out i will say this i don't have his his handle and i apologize um but he said that the reason why Corey never made it as a filmmaker is because he never did it without taking advantage of his friends yeah 
No, I, I mean, like, again, I don't which is like, a great point. Yeah. Like the conversations that we're having. So um, yeah, if you want to join those conversations, please reach or visit us at our TikTok. Yeah, in various social media, we're around and, um, you know, we definitely are in a hot, uh, a hot season right now. This is the time to jump on and to share it with your friends because we're discussing all the episodes that I think people remember most. So uh, with the exception of this episode, because this episode is quite forgettable, I think. Yeah. Other than the Candace Cameron yeah. cameo. Absolutely. And that's where I want to talk about the most. But um, before we even do that, let's do the tell me about it. Tell me about it. All right. <clears throat> tell us about it. It's a Halloween episode. Eric learns Jack is dating a witch. Topanga and Corey learn flying's a bitch. Okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's honestly, that's both the summary and everything you need to know about this episode. This is season five, episode five, Witches of Pembroke. Witches seem to be invading Pembroke College when Jack's new spooky girlfriend, Millie, causes a serious rift between the roommates after Eric tells Jack that he caught her practicing witchcraft. Meanwhile, Corey takes Topanga on her first airplane ride, flown by a not-so-bright pilot. Okay, so right off the bat, most we of this is forgettable, but we yeah. should do the roll call, which you mentioned earlier, which is Candace Cameron Burr, I believe is her name now. You're Candace. Um, well, back then it was just Candace Cameron. It was before she got married. So this is our Candace Cameron cameo. And uh, I, I got to be honest, if felt like this whole episode was built around the fact that they got Candace Cameron. So, yes and no. I feel like this was one of those things where, like, they brought up a storyline that could have been really good, but like, whoever they handed it off to didn't know how to write into that, and so instead they just Michael Jacobs it. wrote this episode himself, bro. What? what? Yeah. Oh my god, I am so embarrassed for him. Um, because <laughs> this is it's this not is a strong bad. episode the reason why I said this is the idea of having a roommate who is becoming a close friend and then all of a sudden a girl comes in between you that's real life that's something worth talking about I mean we've kind of already mentioned it with Corey and Sean but the idea like Corey and Sean were an established uh, bromance the fact Holy. that Eric and uh, Jack are developing it and like how to navigate that. That's completely different territory and they're roommates. So again, that's, that's something completely worth going into, but instead we get our bitch of the week. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and <coughs> this true. week, the bitch happens to be a witch and it's like, none of this is necessary. It feels very anti-feminist. I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought this episode was interesting because it, it is a lot of fun. I will say that. The boys seem to be having a ton of fun in this episode. Sean and Eric are both hilarious throughout this entire thing. Um, but I think the show misses an opportunity to address the fact that Jack is new in town and he's lonely. Because I feel like that's kind of the universal message but it's being hidden underneath all of this like silly Halloween stuff that if this episode had been written for September instead of October, I feel like maybe we would have gotten a stronger relationship building episode between uh, Jack and Eric, who is really the, you know, the, the main 
relationship in this episode. I don't agree. I feel like if this is what you came with, the fact that they did and then there was Sean shows that they don't have to be tied to a specific time of year. It just feels like who Michael Jacobson, if you said he wrote this, it just feels like he dropped the ball. It feels like this is one of those things where he was like, oh, I want to be goofy and include all these things that don't make sense. And it's like, why are you even doing that when you could have just focused on, like you said, Jack is new in town and he's lonely. A little personal story. When I first moved to LA, it was just me and my best friend who, and we were roommates and we had a huge rift because I was dealing with like depression from having moved and changing and being unemployed and all this stuff and he was like working and traveling all the time and like he was like lonely because the only person that he spoke to was me um we just went through a pandemic so we like now have like an understanding of what it's like when the only person you know sorry the only person you're talking to is the person you're living with you know like you don't really have friends outside of that and there's not a lot of uh conversation or socializing going on so i feel like there's like a well of storylines that can go and and they, and they touch on it a little bit when jack's like oh you know uh i'm just tagging along like i always do because i really don't know anyone else but you eric and um just this feeling that he's one um maybe tiring of just having eric um, maybe feeling a little reminiscent from his life back home in New York, which we find out he's from New York City for the first time. I don't know if that was mentioned in the previous episode. It just feels like a missed opportunity. The Dexter conversation storyline, Topanga's Afraid of Flying, also felt like it went nowhere. It was no real use. Um, this, this just felt, there's a moment in the episode where Eric goes to Feeney and he's like, wow, you didn't even break a sweat on this one. Uh, did you? And I was like, neither did the writers. They were like, and no. done. <laughs> they even, like, I feel like they just shy of, like, had them improv. It's like, oh, let's figure it out. We got highlights. Like, improv may have been a better option because Will Fidel <laughs> is completely hilarious in this episode. I do like that Eric wanted to take Jack clubbing because I don't see them as being, like, clubbing type people. Um and I mean, Jack kind of openly admits that he's not clubbing, but Eric specifically going to a club and trying to creep, I think is really interesting and something I would like to see. So Jack and Eric are going to go to the club. They walk out of their apartment and they're introduced to Candace Cameron, who's played, whose character is named Millie. She lives in apartment 2B down the hall. Yep. And uh, I feel like um, their neighbors keep changing. I'm like, I know it's college, but it's like. Yes. I actually wrote <laughs> down that it was apartment 2B because I think that's also the apartment that Maitland Ward ends up living in in next season or ah. moving out of. Um, so I'm just taking note of that. I don't, I, gosh, yeah. This the inconsistencies with the show are all over the place. Um, but what I thought was really interesting about this first interaction with Millie is that. Eric immediately gets creepy with her. And the first thing she says to him is, you are the reason we have campus escorts. Hi. Hi, I'm Eric Allison Matthews. You know, you're the reason we have campus escorts. Yes, I am. And I was like, wow, that doesn't age well at all. But I mean, a level of self-awareness that most college men could, could <laughs> do to be aware of. Um, I don't know. I like, I, I think you're right. Eric and Sean did really good work this episode. Like there's a scene where we're like full into the witchcraft at this point in time. And they're like, 
moaning or wailing or whatever that they they were doing and uh sean joins in and it was like what are you doing he's like what it's like it got fun again and i was like yeah you know i like this this whole idea of from day one sean analyzed the situation and was like oh they're witches they're practicing witchcraft i don't judge hot girls whatever <laughs> and then when it got like in over the head he was still like you know ain't nothing but a thing i mean like let's see where it goes <laughs> i love sean's attitude in this because i love the fact that he recognized they were witches from the get and he didn't even <laughs> think there was anything wrong with it sean just thought this was a way for jack to meet girls he's like oh okay you're hanging out with witches to get laid i get it like this is classic <laughs> hunter playbook stuff what's interesting though is that jack kind of openly admits that he's not very good with girls which isn't the attitude i got for him when like we first were introduced to him and he was like oh eric's kind of good looking maybe he'll be trouble with the ladies nah nah like kind of teasing that made me think oh he's maybe he's a little bit of a fuck boy like maybe he's kind of like He's got some game, but in this episode, he's all like, I don't know what to do in the club, dirt to dir. So it was just interesting that that's the vibe we got from him because Jack is conventionally attractive. Why would you need to be good at anything? And there you go. I think that's what he's saying. I think he's like, look, Eric's a little bit good looking. That's the only thing that I have. That's like my crutch. That's my go-to. So if I have to compete, that's going to be a problem because Eric has looks and personality. I just have looks. And at this point in time, I haven't even really leaned into those. So yeah. I think that that's, I think that was the whole concern. And like the idea that he's like, look, I don't really know people. I'm very awkward and shy. I'm still trying to build a friend group. Um, I feel like that was relatable. And like, it is, it is to say something that um, good looking doesn't solve all your problems. A lot, but not all. Not all of them. Not all of them. Um, what's really interesting is that Millie and Eric form this kind of like cat and mouse type of relationship where, you know, she's kind of all over Jack and him and her kind of passing these back and forth comments. And it reminded me a lot of like season two or three Eric like Eric and Jason like the the relationship he has with Candace Cameron in this episode is very similar to Jason's relationship with um Desiree 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 <laughs> Ameline Hollinger Beaumont um, you looked that up the way you like there is no way you just remembered all of those no, that's the same kind of back and forth for tat but it has like that same energy but Plus witches, though, because it's Halloween. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, if we were going to do a witch episode, didn't do witches. Witches are on campus. What's that about? Like, you know, like, is it a metaphor for something? Like, this just seems like it was a metaphor for women be trouble. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, girlfriends, am I right? What actually should have happened is throughout the episode, instead of it being so heavy on the witch stuff, it should have been like, Hey, Jack, I noticed you're moving very quickly in a new relationship. Like, let's talk about it. Let's get to the root cause of it. Not like, hey, let's stop Satan, which yeah. is what the episode turns out to be, is yeah. Eric defeating a live existing Satan. <laughs> yeah, a few things here. One, we just confirmed the existence of Satan. I feel like that's a bigger deal. Uh, yes. Two, <laughs> even with witchcraft, they 
completely like play it for jokes and like all this like you can't be like hey witches are actually modern and they're not what you think they are but then also have a demon voice and like all like what yeah. why like it's they're just, it's all over the place with their witch like ethos um i i will say this i spent a halloween in salem massachusetts a few years ago and actually did learn a little bit about witchcraft and like modern like wiccans and everything like that nothing to do with satan satan is a completely yeah. christian construction it, it exactly. does not exist among witches that i know of. i maybe there's a certain sect but i don't want to make generalized statements but as far as i know satan is purely a christian concept so it's just it seems like they're just trying to make a spooky episode for the sake of spookiness and they failed in the same way that they failed when they turned Corey into a werewolf they yeah. just can't do spooky well yet but even like Corey into a werewolf like the psychic had like some connection to it and it made sense you know what i mean like i don't know the, i thought that episode was shit too honestly no, bro. No, not, i don't think they do halloween well i'm not saying that <laughs> It was a great episode. I believe we gave it like a, a terrible rating. <laughs> but what I will say is it's a metaphor for uh, puberty. puberty. Yeah, because the, the metaphor for uh, the werewolf was about puberty and it was specific to Corey going through puberty in that episode. With witches, uh, like specifically Satan worshiping witches, like the whole thing is that they're trying to come after men. They're after men. They're like trying to get our, you know, you know, Jack, be careful because bitches out here tripping kind of thing. Um, yeah, they were straight a, up looking like they were straight up trying to get Hunter. You know, like that was the whole yeah. thing. Was like they were <laughs> the hunting hunters. for hunters. Oh my God, such a stupid concept. Uh, I just want to point out, the reason why in Boy Meets World Universe that Satan doesn't take over the earth is because of Eric Matthews, because of this episode. I just want to, I want to note it, and I want us <laughs> to remember it going forward, that all everything going forward could have been stopped by Satan if it wasn't for Eric Matthews. Okay, so what we're kind of going into, which I like, I like is this idea that Eric's, Eric's intelligence, again, like I wanted to talk about this. Chris Wheel um, plays Dexter, who is the pilot. And uh, Dexter is seen as like a buffoon. And the fact that he idolizes Eric is like, oh no, that's uh, trouble. But again, he admitted, me, he admitted to Corey that Eric was his tutor. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, to me, like that's supposed to be play. Oh my god, this guy trusts Eric. He he has to be dumber than anything. Instant dumbass if Eric is smarter than you. Yeah, but to that note, Eric defeats the witches when no one else does. Insane. We know that Eric is intelligent when he puts his mind to something. Yes. And maybe Eric's actually a lot more intelligent than anyone's giving him credit for. He's just not good at school. You know, he's more intelligent <laughs> than Jack, who didn't even know he was with the damn witch. Everyone else in the apartment knew. Except yeah. for him. <laughs> Sean straight up goes, I'm going to help the coven. I did think it was fairly insulting the way that Corey and Topanga acted when they found out that Dexter like thought that Eric was smart. Because Feeney has said that Eric is smart. Like Other people yeah. have said that Eric is smart. But for this guy to say it, like it, it just felt like, a oh, that's kind of like a low blow to Eric, who isn't like, he's silly, but he's not like an idiot. Like He's not like... Uh, he's not the Eric who in like the next season or two trying to open a, a can like it's a jar. Like he's not yeah. 
Eric yet. So I, it just felt a little insulting to this character who hasn't proven himself to be that much of a buffoon. There are some great Eric moments that I do want to point out. I love that him and um, Jack were going to go run the Rocky steps and that Sean brought them Rocky hats. I thought that was really cute. <laughs> I that think cute. their little apartment is like could be its own spinoff show like there is like this if it wasn't for the silly ass storyline i thought all the relationships worked without Corey being the center of the episode in fact here's a little fun fact this is one of only three episodes in the entire series in which ben and Ryder do not share a scene together Ooh, fun so these yeah. are fun facts. Keep going. Fun facts. <laughs> so, like, it kind of gave Sean a dynamic that was completely different. He's not the best friend slash husband of Corey. He's not, you know, going through relationship stuff. He's not dealing with family drama. He's just, like, a kid living in an apartment and just, like, oh, there's girls over. Like, you guys are going to clubs. Like, this is cool. Like, he's just having fun. And it's so fun to see Sean have fun. And that's that's one Absolutely of the better parts of this episode. Absolutely agree. Again, I I liked the idea that Sean is um if Jack's the straight man and uh Eric's like the loose cannon, Sean's just like I don't know, he's like that that fun in between. He's like Winston and New Girl. You know, it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, he's like I'm just here to have fun. I do my yeah. own thing. I'm wacky at moments, you know. <laughs> he definitely gave Winston vibes in this episode, 100%. I would love to see just a TV show or like maybe a spinoff that was like Sean with his brother and Eric. They have their own series, their own um, things. And you know what? That would have allowed Corey and Topanga to go off to New York and have their own lives. I, I mean, it, it, building the relationship as them as a trio would be I think better considering how much focus is on Corey and Topanga, it kind of gives Sean something to do, but I don't think they ever move in that direction really. Um, they're, they're, they're very quick to turn it into a foursome with Angela um, later on, rather than work on them as, as roommates. If it was a spinoff, like we would have gave Jack and Eric their own show. Sean goes between the two shows and it's just, you know, like it's, it's a fun time, but it's, yeah. uh, it allows us to build the world. And then whenever we're ready, we can like focus on Corey and Topanga and like maybe give this whole fear of heights or feel of fear of flying, like the weight it's supposed to have instead of like this little one-off that makes no sense. Totally. Uh, I, I just want to say something about that. It's bullshit. Topanga <laughs> is not fear of flying. She flew to Orlando for Disney Thank world. You. Yeah. Like, I mean, unless she, they bust them down, I, I don't honestly see a world in which she, this is a, an actual true thing. It just felt like lazy writing. I don't know how to say it. It feels lazy than... because we haven't, as, as I mentioned, I think in our last podcast or the podcast before, we haven't really seen or heard much of Topanga since the Long Walk to Pittsburgh episode. Um it was nice that they kind of referenced the fact that her parents live in Pittsburgh and that they're going to visit them in Pittsburgh. Like that makes a ton of sense. Of course she would go visit her parents as her boyfriend. Um, but I think the episode would have been better with like Topanga and her parents and Corey actually having a sit down and her parents being like, Hey, we miss you. And like, they're just being kind of more of emotional strings pulled because the other storyline was so silly that it needed something to ground it and give it some weight. So we're not just like 
off the rails with silliness. One of the things I wanted to mention about specifically uh, the Sean's character is that he seemed very, very cool with Satan worshiping witches yeah right after he found god last season like <laughs> it, it, it felt like an odd thing for him to just be like god if you're out there i'm you know he had this whole monologue with talking to god and then he's like yo you chicks are into satan i could be into that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed like a very chet hunter thing <laughs> I mean, it maybe you know, maybe that's his father shining through. I, I like the the whole no judgment, you do you. I'm open to all religions. I'm open to all experiences. Type. Yeah, thing. you're Let's right. You're right. Let's talk about Candace Cameron. This is probably like last season Full House. Our Full House just went off the air. Like it's it's later on in this in in the in the Full House world. I don't think she ever did any big movie parts. I think she just did a lot of just like TV cameos and like Hallmark movies. Like, I don't think she really did anything big outside of Full House. So this just felt like a natural thing. Like if you're wrapping up on Full House anyway, you might as well make a few guest appearances on the studios next door. Yeah, I was say, um, we're on the same lot. Why not? Yeah. Um, but it's funny that you said that because isn't she a Christian? Like, yeah. Like, like, Although I, I, I really, I can't speak on the faith history of the Cameron siblings, but I don't know if that shit was at full speed by then. Okay, okay. Uh, if you do know, and you got some some Cameron foot facts, uh, yeah. please hit us up. <laughs> I don't think Kirk was making Christian films yet. So as I don't, I, I, I really can't say, but. Okay. Um, so I want to take this moment and say that um, for those who know me, no, I'm not very religious. I respect all religions, just like that's how I approach things. But because I respect all religions, it is interesting to me when American television kind of like specializes in one religion, but ignores the rest. And <laughs> witchcraft and, or Wiccan, is not the same thing as uh, Satanism. Um, and like, you don't have to be, I don't I like, I'm trying to say this correctly. Satanism gets a bad rap because it has Satanism in it. But if you actually do your research on like what they believe, I feel like a lot of people's eyes would be opened up. Totally, I actually Wiccan. learned that too, what like Satanists are into. And I'm actually like, hey, I don't, disagree with a lot yeah. of this like and again i'm not saying that i'm a satanist i'm saying that do yeah. your research before you judge another person's religion and Only. especially if that person's religion is like doing way more for the community that you know like, <laughs> like, like i'm just like, like the idea that they were like actually our uh pittsburgh chapter helps out uh um, in the inner city kids inner city kids or whatever that's like a legit thing that a lot of other religions do and i just there's this literal demonizing of other religions that aren't christianity that i have a problem with um take that as you may but i just feel like you should show respect if you want to have respect um and i feel like if they did the same thing with catholicism or if they did the same thing with like some other uh, more valued or more respected uh, religion, there would be like hell to pay. Again, yeah, living all these I, funds. <laughs> I I agree with you. I'm also not a religious person. I kind of have a South Park approach to to religion, in which I just believe all religions are kind of kooky. Um, 
but that's the thing all religions are kind of kooky so to like have episodes where you know we're gonna say like oh wiccans are this i don't know why we're speaking up for the wiccan community by the way but it's just this kind of thing of just like it's an interesting concept because satanism is a christian idea you're viewing one religion through another religion's lens it's not fair to me because um, if anyone else did it, it it would be like if you confuse Christianity with um, magic or whatever, you know, like if, like you did all those things, you were just like, oh, it's just like a magic show or something like that. Like there would be a response, there would be a well, reaction. I mean, water in the wine is kind uh, of a uh, magic uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You guys get what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, for me, it's about tolerance. It's about respect. It's about hey, maybe if we're going to talk about this particular thing, we either completely lean into the parts of it that are real that we feel are a little wacky, or we completely make up something different. We can yeah. make up a completely different religion, completely different thing, and we don't even have to worry about it. It's the exact same thing that happened with um, Polynesian culture when we had the quiz show episode yes where it was like oh we're just gonna pull all of these things that have nothing to do with each other and we're gonna put them all into a blender and say hey hawaiian it's like none of this is hawaiian like what are you talking about they didn't have to shove all this shit into an, this episode but they did and they didn't bother to educate themselves prior like it's i don't think anyone did anything malice with their portrayal of witches in this episode they just didn't bother to research anything about it and so you know now that we're coming from a far more educated worldwide web you know we have access to wikipedia pages about wiccans and shit like i can understand that it's a belief system and not just a bunch of kooky potions you know hocus pocus stuff but it seems that in 1997 that was the only understanding of witches so i i mean maybe this is a sign of the times but it's one of those things that definitely with 2021 eyes stands out. Um, Sabrina, we get Sabrina the teenager. Oh my Rich, gosh, Melissa Joan I'm Hart. so angry that they had an entire episode about witches and they did it in such a completely insensitive way. And then only to have a more, I guess, a, a better portrayal of of witches at the end like they had sabrina like why not have her be the episode why are you, you bringing candace cameron to be a witch when you have the witch sabrina in this episode like it just huh. thank you like i mean i would i would imagine it was like a timing issue but in general in my mind how about we have sabrina the teenage witch who's actually a witch in in like abc family lore um have her actually play that character the entire episode and it's still having the problem of, hey, we're roommates. Hey, this girl's getting in between us. Hey, don't you feel something's a little bit off by her? And, you know, like, th that's a great thing. So now we're talking about just, like, it turns out, hey, the entire time she is a witch, you know, like, that, that makes things completely different. But instead, you went, like, the kooky route and you made it, like you brought in Candace Cameron making her like do this weird voice the entire time. When in fact, we could have just used the Sabrina character as a great metaphor for when someone else, when another person enters your relationship. It was disappointing that Sabrina didn't get to be a, like 
the main character in this episode. Um, but it does segue into next week's episode, which I, I'm not, I don't know if we're ready to talk about yet, but next week's episode is the time traveling episode um, that is what? also a Sabrina, the teenage witch crossover. What? Yeah, I know. It's I didn't a lot. Know this. It's a lot. Why are you it's a lot. these things for me? <laughs> because I'm saying that I guess like to end the episode with a Sabrina cameo kind of makes sense only because it leads into next week's crossover episode kind of where the Salem the Cat shows up and takes them all into the 1940s. <sighs> So, Bro, right, it's weird. Hey, it's so it weird. Fun. It's not a Halloween episode either. Yet they have Salem the cat out of nowhere come up and then send them back in time. Oh, bro, next week's episode is going to be. Why would shit. we not just do a story arc then? Like, why Thank would you. we not like? Thank you. Make them like tie it, into each other. If you're going to do know. two spooky episodes back to back, why don't you just do both as one two part? Were they like like I don't know, but did we watch? Was this like a a two episode TGIF. This is not a two episode TGIF. I know that because I went ahead and watched watched the next episode, the first part of it, just to make sure. And there is no connection to this episode, <laughs> other than there also being a Sabrina the Teenage Witch character in it. Okay, well, uh, if that's the case, then uh, yeah, I have a lot of questions. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Um, let's let's not harp on that. Let's not spoil it just yet. Um, so yeah, are you ready to wrap this up? I mean, like, yeah. we, we kind of went on like a, a couple of tangents and talked about some other stuff, but again, you guys know us. If we do that, that's because there was no substance in this. Yeah, <laughs> if you see us talking in circles, it's because the episode really didn't give us anything. I just want to point out uh, one thing. There's, there's a few times uh, where Eric is just like really shines through. And one of my favorite Eric moments is actually in this episode where he's like, anybody home? Anybody home? No. Nope. Right, goodbye, off. pants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just felt like such a relatable moment. It was one of those moments as a kid where I was just like, man, Eric's kind of cool. Like, I, I I like Eric. And it just felt like uh, someone in that moment, he was like, man, that's someone I want to hang out with. Not someone who's perving on girls in the hallway, making them call campus escorts. But uh, just this kind of silly guy who's just like in his underpants, just being a dude. Um, I, thought I love that, that you... Fun mentioned that part because that was another part where I also was just like, yep, <laughs> been there. <laughs> I mean, like, to be honest, uh, and any roommate I've ever had has known this about me. I don't care if you're home. Pants off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've lived with mostly men ever since I moved out of my mother's house. And if I'm home, I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> the fact that he gave like a heads up like hey is anyone home was enough of a courtesy just just that's I mean, way more of a courtesy <laughs> uh but the, the other thing i want to just quickly mention is that uh morgan and feeney have a moment in this episode which is just the dynamic that we don't really get to see a whole lot of 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 her interacting with feeney in fact Feeney in one scene interacts with every single one of the Matthews kids. He goes from yeah. Morgan to Eric to Corey on the phone. And I just thought that was just a really interesting, cool way of having Feeney be this mentor in all their lives, even though their parents are nowhere in this episode. Well, what I like, I agree with you. And what I like, like the Corey aspect even feels like both shoehorned in, but also like the purpose of like, they're like, we had the Morgan moment. We had, uh, the Eric moment, they were like, and, and Corey calls Feeney too. And, you know, it's just like, and that, and I like when Feeney answered the phone, he was like, uh, sorry, Corey was like, hey, Feeney, I need you. He was like, of course you do. Like, what else? Like, like, 
the Matthew kids at this point in time, apparently that's what my night is. And so, yes, so. I'm being a surrogate parent. Maybe Amy and Alan are out of town and that's why everybody's going to Feeney. Uh, yeah, good for Amy and Alan. They need a break from those kids. Three kids is a lot. If you got three <sighs> kids, trust me, I praise for you. And I don't pray. <laughs> that's, that's some 90 shit. You can't afford three kids now. Um, <laughs> do you have anything else to say about this bullshit episode? I really don't have anything like it's it's uh, yeah uh the only thing um the popularity of starbucks uh, yeah i wrote that down too okay i wrote that down specifically because i was talking to my fiance the other day and i was like yo do you remember when we were kids like i guess we no i overheard a young person give their parent their starbucks order recently and it kind of floored me because i was like why does this 12 year old have a starbucks order and then i realized that starbucks is the new mcdonald's and we were yeah, like yo been around when did that happen and like to hear eric be like oh the the new club just turned into a starbucks just was like oh okay so this was going on way back in the 90s too that starbucks was exploding and taking over it must have been late 90s because i think by 99 you had like our 2000 was austin powers 2 where dr evil takes over starbucks i like it, it just became part of the pop culture thing um so i just well, thought that was really interesting that 97 we're hearing things talks about starbucks yeah well if you remember at this time um friends even like the whole premise of friends is like everyone hanging out in a coffee shop and that was new and the explosion of starbucks is this explosion of coffee shops every like we are used to going outside from one starbucks and seeing another starbucks on the corner like that's yeah. an everyday thing for us but that was like unheard of and brand new so the fact that starbucks were popping up everywhere um and they were pretty much doing to any any currently open space what spirit halloween does to any closed space where it's just like <laughs> If you know Spirit Halloween, they're like, empty space, I got you, bro. And instantly, they have a store there. Starbucks was doing that to existing properties. They were like, yes. nice club you got there. Shame if it was a Starbucks. Mine fell. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, I just thought that was a really fun moment of like 90s trivia to like look back on. And they're like, oh, hey, this Starbucks thing is becoming like Popular, big. yeah. You don't even know. You guys don't even know. That's no. kind of like when you look at an episode and they're like, oh, the internet's becoming a thing. And you're like, ah, oh, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> or when you see like a like an 80s movie that has a Mac computer and you're like, wow, like look at the beginnings of it. Like it hasn't even sprouted legs yeah, yet. You, like you it's such in its know. infancy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You haven't even been introduced to Starbucks rewards. Like, it's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. You don't have, you don't have the app. <laughs> you don't have the app. I got money on my app now, waiting to be used. Uh, <sighs> yeah. All right. So, this episode is uh, bad. Bra <laughs> uh, moment. Me? Yes, uh, my bra moment is um, Eric admitting to being the reason why there's campus escorts. Um, that's kind of my bra moment. I honestly, I don't know. Eric defeating Satan is also a pretty big bra moment, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Do you have one? Yeah, my bro moment is like I think I already went on that tangent of like disrespecting other people's religion. I just honestly, yeah. it would be one thing if they were like purely Wiccan or Satanist, but the merging of the two and like just you know, 
And Candace even goes as far as to say something like, hey, this is our belief system. Like, this isn't the stuff. Like, she tries to, like, make Jack cool with it by saying the same things that someone who is a practicing Wiccan might probably say. So, yeah. Exactly. But then, like, she, like, there's this moment where she goes to the little girl who opened the door. She's like, oh, and you're a little witch and you don't get any candy because you're making fun of our religion. It's like, that's what you're currently you're doing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, bruh. Okay. That's the moment. That's the moment. Uh, Feeny lesson? Um, I had one and I just lost it. What do you got? My Feeny lesson is to talk to your friends about mental health because Jack was ready to jump into a very toxic relationship uh, completely due to loneliness. Um, at like his self-esteem is so low at one point in the episode uh millie our candace cameron says to jack you would have been a perfect sacrifice and he kind of just says oh i i appreciate that actually like the idea that like oh you would have chose me to be sacrificed to the devil just to be chosen like his self-esteem is that low and it's like if if eric if you're this dude's friend and you see him lonely like offer the road trip to new york or something like do something well, with your friend like talk to him honestly to me eric did that eric was like yo um Let's go hang out. Let's go do some stuff because I know I you don't have right. any yeah. friends. You know what I mean? And that that to me was where I was like, okay, um, they they are at least addressing it and not like just making this like joke or whatever. You know, it's like, yeah. hey, uh, I'm here for you. And Eric's is showing himself to be a friend. And that was another moment where like Feeney was like, you wouldn't be here talking to me if he was nobody. You know, yeah. like if he was just yeah. a roommate. And I think that's also important. Um, okay, I guess. Well, then, based, uh, based on what you just told me, I'm going to retract my Feeny lesson. The Feeny lesson ultimately is Halloween is the holiday that brings people together, which I think we can all agree on. <laughs> to be fair, have you done a group costume? Like, I'm saying Halloween, <laughs> you got alcohol. You got slutty pumpkins. You got you candy. got no pressure for <laughs> presents or like rushing out shopping. You just look good and you out there feeling good. Like that is the purpose you of Halloween. Look good. You just gotta yeah. look. Just gotta you have just a look. Have a look. <laughs> oh man. And if you don't uh, want to have your own look, go look at other people's looks. Like Halloween is the holiday that should bring people together. All I'm saying. <laughs> and it it did in this episode. It did in this episode. Uh, grades. Um, I'm gonna give this a C minus. <sighs> yeah, C minus. I was gonna say D plus, but honestly, like Sean and Eric kind of saved this episode for me Sean with their and humor. Eric saved this episode. Sabrina's little cameo saves this episode. Feeny has some good like one-off lessons. Like again, we always talk about it. The ingredients there. The meal horrible, and we just gotta yeah. be better with that. And and I've said it before, I'll say it again, that like this front half of the season up until next week's episode is kind of dog shit. But after that, it gets so significantly better. And so like uh, we this episode was garbage. I'm assuming next episode is probably going to be garbage, too. But um, then we get introduced into the whole Sean and Angela storyline, which just gives us so much to talk about. And then we get into Lauren and the Corey and Topanga breakup, like big stuff happening this season um, outside of of this garbage. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, homework. What you got for homework? 
Homework. Um, there is a artist from the UK. Her name is uh, Baby Queen. Um, she's great. I don't know if anyone's into. It's not really like. I guess it's rock. It's kind of pop rocky. Okay. It's it's she plays instruments. She sings. She's um, alternative, and she just has a really cool sound to her. And I've just been listening to her nonstop. And so um, I definitely going to recommend you guys check out Baby Queen and her single. She doesn't have any e EPs out yet, but her, she has a bunch of singles on Spotify, and I've been listening to them nonstop. So just want to throw that okay. out there. Um, thank you. I'm excited, and we'll add to it. Uh, I was going to say that my homework is also music um, oh, yeah. because I need to talk to you about Silk Sonic. Uh, Everyone, bruh. if you haven't, <laughs> do yourself a favor. Google 2021 Grammys, Silk Sonic's performance. I am here for it. I don't know how you feel about it, but you got to let me know because we are getting back to the baby making music. I had so much fun with it. And I just think that, uh, say what you want about Bruno. There was a lot of controversy behind him. Don't think we didn't notice you got yourself a black uh, co-star, Bruno. I see you. It went from the white boy in the last one to a black one in this one. I see you. But anyway, <laughs> I just, I really enjoyed the sound. I think that Bruno understands whatever genre he's trying to fit into. And he does it in a way that, to be honest, more musicians need to do. So that's-, that's my, I, I'll say this about Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars gets a lot of controversy because he makes black music with a non-black face. And that yeah. sometimes is more appetizing to white audiences. Um, I would argue that by saying that the type of music that Bruno Mars is making is not the type of music that I'm hearing a ton of other artists making. Exactly. It's not so much that he is putting a, a lighter face on black music, which is, does have its merits, but it's also the fact that he's just making hits. He's making bangers. And like, these songs are good. His talent is off the charts. And yeah. like, when you hear him sing anything, you're just like, dude, like you were born to do nothing but what you're doing right now. So um, the 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 Silk Sonic, the Leave the Door Open, I love it. It has this throwback um, 70s type of, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the band, the stylistics, but just this kind of like old school OJs type of love yes. song. And yes. I just, I love that the 70s is kind of making a musical comeback in a lot yeah. of ways. Um, it's interesting because, you know, if you look historically, like 1968, the country like blew up and it was like all this crazy trauma happened. And then from that came the 70s with disco and 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 uh, just kind of more of a dancier sound as like a response for how harshness the 60s was. And I kind of hope that the 20s kind of is that for 2016 and 2020, like this, like, hey, we're moving past this like really dark time in America and we're responding with it with a new dance sound. Um, so I just hope there's more of, of that. And I'm really excited for the rest of the Silk Sonic album when it comes out. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think um, I was saying the same thing. It's like we're getting this blend of 70s music if it's like upbeat, but also 90s. Yes. Like soul sound as well. Like that's making the blend of a comeback. Like, yeah, do yourself a favor. Silk Sonic, uh, leave the door open. 
not only is the music video itself good, but the performance, as you said, OJ's, we talking the pips, we talking, talking like well. they had those temptation steps and they, you could tell they thought it through. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I, I just, I stand. I had such yeah. a good time. And I was like, I, that's, that's another, one of the reasons why it's my homework is it brought a smile to my face. It brought me joy. It made me like just happy. I said that he had me screaming like my parents screamed with Luther. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> I will say to this day, Bruno Mars, best concert I've ever been to. So, and that, uh, I mean, anytime he performs, you're like, yes, I want to go to that show. But yeah, uh, that is my homework for this week. Uh, do yourself a favor. I feel like honestly, uh, and you guys, again, give us your feedback. I feel like, Whenever the episode is like bad and we're like doing all this talking on a tangent, that's when like our homework recommendations are like a one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because we're like we gotta make up for the shit we just had you watch. So <laughs> go watch something decent. Go partake in art that's actually good for you, other than you know a bunch of silly witch episode stuff. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, thank you guys as always for listening to us. Check us out at Brummeets World. You can find me on Twitter at I am not your Oreo TC. Yeah, you can find us all over the place, especially on TikTok. Uh, we're on Instagram at Brummeets World. You can find me at A Braver Mean. If, again, if you guys have any comments or anything, feel free to email us. Feel free to comment. Um, please like, review, share our podcast. We'd love to get the word out there. Um, and yeah, like I said, we have a lot of really exciting episodes coming up. So if you did not dig this episode, don't worry, because there's some good ones right around the corner. Okay, guys. And remember to dream. Try. And do good. Later, bruh. Later, bros. When the spawn meets world.